0: a whole new season once again. And today I have a very exciting guest that actually speaks like my language too. And you know, when you're on, how and when you, when do you go on like self-discovery? How do you know to tap into your inner guidance to help you when you're wanting to make a transformation and a change. And I have Dr. Anne-Marie Balkanski, who started her own podcast, Rapid Realization Podcast, and she joins us today. Well, hello, welcome to the show. Now, do you go by Dr. Anne-Marie? Dr. Balkansky? I'm informal. <laughs>
1: Anne-Marie. <laughs> Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, Anne-Marie is good. Yeah, thanks for having me, Casey. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, it is such an honor and pleasure to meet like-minded people like yourself that want to help others. And would you agree that it is, it has to do with the limited beliefs on your upbringing, religion, and society, and it goes hand in hand with the mental programming?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, Love talking about uh, just bringing awareness to how we are all conditioned, <laughs> how we come into this life and immediately are thrust upon stories, like how we are supposed to live life and what it needs to look like. And I love your podcast, and what mine is all about is is, you know, just kind of bringing awareness to, um, living authentically, like shedding all those layers of limiting beliefs, like you just said. And and really, limiting beliefs are the stories that we told ourselves that became our belief, right? We told ourselves that we're not good, we're not capable, or we're not worthy, or we're not um, that we're bad people, or whatever it may be. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> just started off, absolutely 100% agree.
0: Well, you know, my thing is, is, you know, the, the misconceptions of who we are mm-hmm. and like, we're living a lie mm-hmm. and a false identity of who we truly are, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, from my upbringing and, and being in religion and knowing what I know now, and I'm still learning. It's like this transformation just doesn't happen one time it's a continuous oh yeah and learning is continuous because then you expand your mind then you realize it's like i dr wayne dreyer he's one of my mentors that i listen to and listen to his books and whatnot he says you know you have god realization moments you know that's when you are truly evolving and becoming your true And best version of you. No one else can be you except you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love I love what you just said. In that it is a, um, it's kind of multiple transformations to the to one big transformation in a sense. Like you know these little insights of. You know, I love Wayne Dyer. He was also my mentor. (laughs) So we definitely speak the the same language. I loved, 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 um, loved his teachings. And one of the first books that I read that made me, I guess, even get a glimmer of that awareness, because I had no clue, you know, obviously, like, there was a point in my life that I had no idea that I even had limiting beliefs. Like, I was like, what is this limiting belief thing? And what, oh, I have this voice, I didn't even realize I had this voice up there, like talking to me. And I read um, the Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, and I was on a bus in New York City, um, and I kept on reading a line over and over, and I'm like, "What the heck is he saying?" Like I have no, like I'm just like not. And then it just something just clicked, and it was like literally not not even it felt like infinity. It felt like forever that moment, but it was just probably no more than five seconds of just utter awareness like complete immersion in just the presence and just being like, I am here. Like I am alive and just being fully aware of everything, all the people around me, the seat I was in, the thoughts that I had, like just full awareness. And that was like the first transition, right? It was, I was like, how can I get more of this? <laughs> you know? yeah. And I was like, well, where did this come from? <laughs> what, what, what do I, what do I need to read next? And so then I started delving into all those self help books, and and then that's when I even learned about limiting beliefs. Oh, we have these beliefs. Oh, I'm conditioned. This is like this is I'm not living my authenticity. Like who am I? <laughs> why, like why do I feel this way about myself? And and you know and everything that I felt was just because of you know me not living in that kind of place of of of. Embracing and accepting of like this is who I am. I'm just me. I'm I'm you know I'm having an experience in a human body (laughs) on this human earth in this reality and experiencing life. And I am not that. Like even my name is is not you know that is my label to be able to communicate with people to like have a conversation and have a meeting ground of Mm -hmm. but but I am I am so much more than that and getting closer and closer to that, that. that couple seconds was that that grandiose awareness of just being, like, a part of everything and me. <laughs> you know, like, everything.
0: Right. And that's what now people call it God, Tao. And, you know, Dr. Wayne speaks of, yeah. of, of this kind of, you know, yeah, lingo. Yeah, yeah. I've heard somebody else, like, yeah, you come to this earth. You you come with a gender and you get given a name and then you get a social security number. It's so you can be on this earth, these are the things, but it's not truly who you are. Then you grow up that you know you're you come into this world as a sinner. Please. Really? Yeah. I know better now. Yeah. No, yeah. I came into this earth because. I'm a divine spiritual being, a sexual being inside of a human being. And I just happen to be a female version. And I'm discovering and trying to, and I'm going through the process of remembering who I am. Yeah. Just experiencing life. How else would you know what was good? Because we're told what is good and what is bad.
1: Yeah. Based on what
0: other people tell us is. Yeah. But that is. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a limited belief. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Then I changed that that mindset to, I'm going to find out what's good for me and what is bad for me. So I don't go and having those same experiences. However, would it be safe to say that it is. You know, the the limited beliefs and the mental programming stems from one, your, your upbringing through your parents, because it's what they were taught as well. And they're just passing on what, you know, their programming, their reality, and it's been going on through history for thousands of years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: yeah absolutely. We, we are, are passing, passing on, on. generationally this, um, replication, this, you know, of, of something. And when you become aware of the pattern, it's like this pivotal moment that if, you know, you want to change that, then you can because you're aware of the pattern now and becoming aware of the pattern is the most important part of being aware of it. You know, when you bring up even religion, you know, the good and bad, that is all a limiting belief. And I remember one of the most profound moments that I became aware that, that that was even a, a limiting belief. <laughs> that, and I know that's even a hard thing for people to, to acknowledge. But the thing is, in order for us to have this existence in this, in this life, you know, there has to be contrast. There has to be something that we are able to reflect and compare. It's like, for example, for those that are watching us live, if you, uh, you can only see my background because it's maybe contrasted to my black shirt. And that black and white is the ability to see something, but it's the same for us as consciousness. We created a polarity. We have polarity in all things, that good, that evil, right? The good, the bad. We need that in order to be able to reflect on ourselves because we are one. We are coming from a source. And so that polarity, the division of good and bad is itself. And when you start to realize that that bad is part of good in order to exist, then it kind of takes a different shift of, mm-hmm. of looking. It's like shadow work. We, we we For those that have done shadow work, it's recognizing our shadow aspects and, and recognizing that that is part of us and, and accepting that so then we can have more light in there <laughs> so we can step into more light. And it's even the good and bad that even these... Uh, you know, dogma, dogmas of religion or that society has created an almost separation to say, I'm good, they're bad, I'm good, they're bad, right? So we're, we're dividing, we're separating, but it's all, it's all one. And that, that was one of my pivotal moments of being like, whoa, <laughs> like, I accept all that I am, you know, the labeled good, the labeled bad, parts of who I am. Um, you know, I, I accepted all of those beliefs and, and reframe them because when you when you're able to kind of be aware of all of those beliefs that we may have, then you can choose what you want to live in. So if we can see now like that, um, if I can understand that the black is the white in the contrast and I can and understand that they are all both part of each other to exist, then I can step into one. So, for example, the good, the bad, the feeling of being good or being bad, I can step into good, you know, because I understand kind of that it's all part of one in order to exist, to have that contrast. If that, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> I'm trying to bring concepts into simplicity.
0: But then you bring up a very uh, key element between feeling good and feeling bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza is another one of my mentors. You know, feelings, frequency, vibration Mm -hmm. is in both good and bad. So, and then let's add the emotional, energetic traumas. Mm -hmm. Not just from what we ourselves personally experience, but what is passed down through the womb
1: yeah yeah
0: you were in your mother's room i was in my mother's room whatever my mother was feeling i had no clue what she was feeling but i was feeling it oh i didn't know why you you see what i'm saying but then she was in her mother's womb and so was i at the same time because my mother's eggs were developing too So all that energy from the emotion. Now, think about my grandmother was brought up in the 1920s in the Depression. And, you know, they were poor. They were, you know, and they passed on that emotional energetic energy from Mm -hmm. child to child to child. Now, go way back to our origins, which there is a misconception about how we were created as well. Yeah, and I've seen it's like when I look at, you know, being an intuitive and being an observer, it's like in my third eye, mind's eye, I'm seeing it as a movie screen from our time of art, when we first were created, and how the wars and the religions and then the history kept repeating itself. But then all I saw was the clothes changing, the hairstyles changing and, you know, more different types of weapons. And then, you know, all of that until our present moment. And I was like, wow, we are repeating history, just different time period, different styles. And Oh my God, what were they thinking when they created that kind of thing? (laughs) Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. You're talking about (laughs)
0: it. but you did also mention about patterns too. So, you know, explain to the audience, like what, what would those patterns be like for someone that's not aware of the patterns that might keep them stuck in, in, in what, you know, are crossroads in their life at this time.
1: If they're not aware of it, it, um, that's the first step. They have to become aware of it. And, and, um, i would say one way that one could be aware of their own patterns that they're repeating is to look at the environment around you right because we we are someone that may not be aware of the pattern that they have are are repeating is is because we're looking on the outside and saying it's not us it's there and i would say that even looking at the uh, the things that are even triggering us the emotions the energy <clears throat> that is heightening us to feel um, a certain ways that doesn't feel good. <laughs> that is, that is our, our compass to tell us, Hey, there's something here. Um, m- most people that is going to lead us to finding the pattern that, that emotion, you know, I, I like to, you know, as a, cause I'm a hypnotherapist. So as a hypnotherapist, like I take people into that subconscious state where they're connecting with their body to feel the emotion and the emotion is what's going to tell us where the belief is. And the belief is then going to tell us what the event or, or, or relationship that created the programming, because that is the pattern. The, we're just simply like programmed computers, if you want to think about it, very complex computers with all these neurons in our body. And our behaviors are the programming that is repeating a pattern that we have been taught. And so the events and relationships are creating a belief, which are creating an emotion, which are then creating a behavior. And then we the behavior is part of that repeat of that event. So for me personally, like one of my biggest aware, awarenesses of the pattern came with you know me withdrawing. I would withdraw from the environment and I would just, I would not feel good in my body. And I, you know, I needed to have someone like, like yourself where, you know, that I went to kind of help me see these patterns because all I knew is just I felt unwell and I wanted to feel better. Like that's all I could really see. I didn't even know there was a pattern. And so the, 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 the therapist would even help me through identifying where the event was that created that. And sure enough, it was because mom, I felt like abandoned me. You know, so my story came around mom abandoning me. You know, and that that made me believe the event, mom abandoning me, made me believe that I am not worthy or alone, not good enough. <laughs> Those were the primary beliefs. And then that belief would make me feel sad. And that sadness would make me withdraw, withdraw from people, friends, situations, and events. But that withdrawal was me abandoning myself, me abandoning my friends, me abandoning just really, it's the repeating the pattern of mom abandonment and when i was able to really delve deeper in that event and in that story i saw that mom too like you said you know epigenetically like genetically right back in the further back with her mom she felt abandoned from her mom and so she learned the pattern of being then abandoning herself and for her like her she would she would suppress her feelings and emotions by using substances. And that was her abandoning of herself, her withdrawal from her emotions from herself and withdrawal from her daughters from, her, from me. And that was, you know, but then that taught me how to abandon myself. <laughs> and so when I was able to kind of pick up on that, I, I had no clue. All I knew in the beginning is just, I feel bad. I just feel this feeling. So I would say if anything around you is, creating these buttons that make you feel a certain way, then there's likely a pattern that's being repeated from your past.
0: Not just your that. past, but generational past. Generational and then, Absolutely. you know, you look at, you know, I could really go deep in history about how women were treated. Of course. Used and just mistreated in the most horrific kind of way. And, I see this, it, the same patterns keep repeating itself. Just different yeah, time period. And to like what made me realize like, you know, cause I was in two abusive marriages. The first one got a physical and then the second one was more mental, verbal and emotional. And I stopped and looked at how my mo- mother and father's, marriage was than my grandparents and you know the the there was more religion of how the woman should be you know you submit you be submissive to your husband he is higher than there's god and all this and I just never said well with that there's just mm-hmm. something in me that just that doesn't right. like if God loves all his children And we are created in his image. We are equal to one another. We're just all one family. Yeah. And I saw the patterns there of how the men treated the women. Yeah. I'm sure it didn't feel right. Uh, No, it did feel right. But I got to a point in my life. I'm like, "Is is this all there is? Like. I don't want to be here if this is it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? But if the grass is greener on the other side from where I'm standing, then you show me I want the truth. I'm not going to religion anymore. Because they're just it just did not feel
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm always for what feels right for you, right? Because you're your own inner gump, you're your inner compass, you inner compass, you know what is best for you. And you know, for some people that has been um, helpful for them in their own personal discovery, and that's fine and great. But being able to allow others to just kind of have their own ideas and beliefs, you know, the free will of doing that, that's when I kind of feel like, oh, well, you know, you can have this, but, but then we almost separate again, like, if you're not this, you're bad. Or if you're not this, you're, you are you um, are kind of ounced. <laughs>
0: and that's and well, that's that, how religion is. I know. If you don't believe not- in our religion, <laughs> then you're going to hell. You're sinning,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
0: but God didn't create religion. Man did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and by whose authority do you think that this book is it? Yeah. No, now there's well, been a discovery. translation. It's a well, translation, right? That, oh, man. But that book, it, there's plagiarism in that book. And let me tell you something. If the true authors came, they'd be putting a, a copyrights claim against the person that wrote the book. Now, you know, it's fascinating yeah. that we're, we think so small minded about ourselves that we're separate because it's another program. But we're not. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, like you said, we're uh, a spiritual being having a human experience. Just experience. We chose in our soul form. We wanted uh, to experience things coming back. If people knew how many times they've been here on this earth. All right. You know, I I'm just, know. Now I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be my last time on earth. Cause you know, I'm just getting, I want to do, I want to make a difference. I want to make an impact that I knew. I deep down, like just right in my gut. I was like, mm, I, I want to do, I know I'm supposed to do something, but what the hell is it?
1: And that's why you went through what you went through, right? (laughs) To be able to learn, to experience, to grow, to heal yourself, and to be able to help others in that
0: experience, right? And now it's like connecting. I keep telling the audience when I first started my podcast, it's like, connect the dots. You got to be like the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew. Connect the dots. Mm -hmm. That's the most hardest part, right? Truly do not have to live this way. Wake up out of this matrix. That's what I say. (laughs) So how did now I'm interested in in how you discovered, you mentioned earlier about being on a bus and you heard this voice, the inner guidance. Can you explain it in, in based on your experience and how you connected to the, this inner guidance Mm -hmm. From your, your experience?
1: Well, I would say that it was, um, learning to trust, you know, for me, for me, the inner guidance was, was part of me and, and I had to almost decipher between all the other little parts that were coming through, kind of distracting me from my truth. And that's not an easy process because we doubt, we doubt ourselves so much. And for me personally, and this may come through everybody in different ways. But for me personally, you know, my truth comes in very auditorily and it comes through a feeling and, you know, my higher self basically would would come through. And that is my guidance. My my higher self is my guidance. And but I doubted it so much. And it's so funny, like when I learned how to get really quiet and sit with myself and just be in this hypnotic or meditative state and really just sit and listen. um, I, I became very attuned to that, how the quality of that, you know, one of the conversations we were having off air was like, the quality of something coming through, if it's more of a masculine or a feminine or a gentle or a warm or a harsh or what. And then I, I started really attuning to the quality of what I'm feeling is coming through. And there's this, you know, it's taken some time, of course. It's not something that occurred overnight. It took some practice of just sitting with myself and getting to know who am I? Like, what is it all these parts of me that I'm feeling? And deciphering through which one is that higher self and allow that to come through more and more, and kind of help my other parts in healing and growing. And so it was the quality of how that, and that's just so hard to explain in words. I'm sure you can. Yeah. You
0: can, it's like here's what, here, here's one thing I, I, I want to add to it, and would would it would you agree upon it? Is feeling is the language to your soul. Yeah,
1: hundred percent agree with that. You know, that is, that
0: is the, that
1: is for me, like how I tell people is uh, it's like, it's like your hard drive, your, your computer. And for those watching us, like on a computer, it's like the screen is your consciousness, your thoughts, the hard drive, which you cannot see, but it is in there is holds all the memories, the programming that is like our subconscious mind and our body, which is communicates with us through the emotions, the feelings, the energy. And when all the pathways are clear and we're able to allow a transmission to take place, we can connect to the world wide web. And for me, that is connecting to a more, you know, the super consciousness or the intuition or the higher self. It's, you know, getting that divine connection. Um, but we have to be, we have to kind of clear, we may have to clear some, some viruses or some things that are blocking the proper transmission, which are the limiting beliefs And so that's how I like to explain it. And that absolutely is for me, whatever word you want to use to define it. But, you know, I'm comfortable with using um, like Wayne Dyer, like soul, I mean, not soul, um, God, God essence, soul, consciousness, like whatever word you want to use to define it. um, It's that. Greater intelligence. (laughs) It's our intelligence.
0: Divine source, you know. Divine source, yeah. And I... (laughs) I saw this quote. I'm going to share it with you. This is, if you see me talking to myself, do not be alarmed. I'm getting the best damn advice. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And I'm like, wow. Because I do have a lot. Like, I talk, like I'm talking to you when I'm driving on my way, you know, home, you know, to work and coming from home from work i'm i'm having conversations with myself like hey what did you what do you think about this and uh is it in a lot of with my intuition that i i'm getting better at is the yes and no questions Mm. like you can't ask a double question because that that's the the higher self on, communicates in such a, a specific way, yes. So yes and no questions, and then you know you just go along, and then I just more like feel things out, and it it's crazy. And then channeling when I channel, that's a whole nother. It's a whole nother show, a whole nother topic. <laughs> and it, it, it's just now I look at, I even look at life differently. Like when you started, when you started going through your transformation process and you're still becoming the best version of yourself. Is, do you see things differently? Do you look at people differently and, and whatnot? Oh
1: absolutely. I mean, you're changing your perspective on how you see the world, so your world changes. And um throughout throughout time, I would say that image is much clearer. So, you know, as a as opposed to even, you know, a year ago I had gray purple orange lenses over my eyes now like maybe I just have gray lenses over my eyes so that image is becoming a bit more clear for what it is and you know that's that's taken my own personal journey right we all go through the experience of just ourselves who are we and I mean that's one of the biggest struggles too when I see clients is that the minute they come to me, there is immediate right this like hesitant. I don't know if you've had that experience where there's just, like this immediate hesitancy, just because we're uh, immediately fearful of judgment. And so you ask like, how do I see them differently? Absolutely, I I, I would say um, I see them very differently. The majority, and that's because of clearing the the muck the lenses. If someone is speaking with certain words and phrases, and you know that's coming from a limiting belief, not their truth. And so for me, I I, I see past those those limiting beliefs, and I see the truth. Because when you connect with your source, when you connect with divinity, that's it's so hard to not see that that part. The more and more you connect with it, it's just like that is truth. It feels so spectacularly amazing and blissful that it can't be anything but truth. And so um, you see people from that and their limiting beliefs are not their truth. They're just what they kind of took in and they think that it's their truth, but it's not. So you see people for who they are. Yes. You're hurt, maybe having these experience, believing that they're not good or believing that they're incapable or that they're bad or that, or you know, this is the way it is, it this is the way like, it is. No, it you doesn't have to, have to, to be.
0: Go. This is the way it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Like, now I look at people when I have to deal, you know, with certain people. I just, that's not, I realize, okay, you're not the same level as me. That's okay. You know, I mm-hmm. wish you well. And one day I hope you get there. Then yeah. you'll understand. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, right? We have to it is pacing, but you choose. You know, um, Doctor Joe Spencer always talks about this. You know, um, you know, thoughts create beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and then what you do. Mm-hmm. So, if you do that repetitiously numb enough, it becomes a habit. So then you create your own personal personality. Which then creates your personal reality?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. we We take on a lot of egos is is what I like to say is that we have a lot of these parts and I and ego aspects of us. And you know, for me, I see it as we all came on this. we did choose, you know, to kind of round back to what you said, like we chose to have. You know this experience, this body. I chose to be a woman. Like it, it actually. I had this crazy epiphany the other day. You oh, know, for tell me, me. I did. I've I've done past lives. You know, as a hypnotherapist, I've had all the experience of doing my own past lives, of um, you know, of of doing sessions on myself and even in between live sessions. And in one of my recent past lives, you know, I I wasn't I was an addict. I was an alcoholic and. I, you know, I chose that was the most recent past life. And I chose this life to have the experience of my mother to be, you know, to be able to give me that karma, to learn what it is to be a child um, of someone that's a substance abuser. One of the things that I was like, holy cow, that is crazy. So most people don't know this about me, but I actually cannot drink alcohol because I have an enzyme deficiency. And it's been like that. I So if I drink alcohol, um, and it's common in Asian genes, my mom's part Asian. So I will get like deathly sick if I drink any alcohol. So I will not drink alcohol at all. I'm so turned off by it. And I just like laughed at myself because it was like, there's no doubt that I chose this. <laughs> i mean i was a man in my past life i was a man in that experience and here i am like i'm a very petite woman that you know cannot drink and it's just like you know and that. I've, I chose this to learn my lessons. And that's the other thing. Like we cannot really judge what, what lessons that someone has came here to, to learn no matter where they may be, you know? And that's, Mm -hmm. sometimes I look like, like Wayne, um, not Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, like, you know, he, um, he wrote the power and now, and, and he talks about how he, you know, was homeless and he chose to be homeless to have that experience. And so it's amazing. Like, you know, I'm in South Florida and you do see a lot of homeless. And I always wonder, I'm just like, what is it the lessons that you you need to learn that you came here? You because we are in between our lives. We we create contracts, right? We create these contracts with our soul families or, you know, with um, with. The divinity to say, "Hey, I'm going to come. This is what I I want to learn, to experience, to be able to raise my consciousness, to become more wise. Because we cannot become wise without experience. We can have knowledge. We can read a book all day, but it's not until, you know, we experience. It's kind of like reading a menu. You can go to the restaurant and read a menu all day. That's the knowledge. You have the knowledge of what's in the what's in the burger, but until right. you actually eat the burger, that's when you actually." have wisdom of what a burger is (laughs) so
0: that goes to say to say that you know when you're in soul, your soul form now you have the all-knowing conceptual knowing but then in order to actually understand you have to experience which is the Mm -hmm. conceptual experience Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so and then it's like You know, I'm always like, oh, we're, would you agree it's in our innate nature to want to help? Oh, but then when I look at, you know, someone's homeless, I'm like, okay, do now I go intuitively. Because I always ask this question, do I need to help that person? You know is this an opportunity that is like a divine assignment or a divine you know synchronization of timing of meeting with somebody uh and do i need to help that person and if i don't get anything i'm like okay and i'm like oh he's on his journey mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and I like easy to watch, right? it's it, no it's not but then it's like, you know, there's times even cuz I have kids, you know, and when you're a mom, you do not want them to suffer or have any pain. First. But then I realized that, oh, now I'm starting to realize that this is an issue with the with other generations now because we hindered them from experiencing pain in order to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. So I'm always asking my higher self, okay, what is going on? How can I help to be supportive, but not hinder them from, is this something that they have to experience? Or is there something that I can sort of guide them through like, I really want to, because this is painful. <laughs> so help me understand what is the truth of this scenario dealing with my kids. And then how can I be a guidance, but not, you know, and be supportive, but allow them, if this is something that they have to go through in order because of what their journey, what, what they came here to do. I'm very like now consciously aware, like, okay they're here to do something great i believe that but they have to experience certain things in life and i've experienced one of the hardest ones with one of my kids and i just like it it just like something in me just like go through this with her and i knew that i wasn't going to be able to take it away From her. To ease it. I just had to go through it with her. To where I. Honestly I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. And Mm -hmm. I mentioned it. On one of my episodes. Mm -hmm. And it. That was just the hardest. Thing. That I've experienced. With one of my kids. And I just. But I just love. It was like this love came through me but I also had to protect myself cuz she went into a violent psychosis episode mm-hmm. from a car accident cuz she they sort of diagnosed her with general anxiety disorder but I had a feeling like you're not connecting the dots of why this is happening you need to like yeah. Then when this comes up ask yourself why is this <laughs> happening kind of thing so you're yeah. you could be shown the truth of why you created this <laughs> kind of thing but when she got violent oh my gosh and i I was just like and you know what I I used Dr jovatelli's the whole upon oh, oh, no. ho yeah, the, 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 I don't know how to pronounce it, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, Love like, it.
0: I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And and I just loved her through it. But I had to protect myself from seriously getting hurt and her hurting herself.
1: Mm-hmm. And in the
0: process, it was like, okay, y'all, spirit guides, hello. I need some help because I don't know how much longer I can – hold on to her or keep her from hurting us you know
1: yeah
0: and yeah
1: i mean i i i do believe that oh excuse me i do believe that being a parent you know we 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 chose that experience that is an experience and we chose who who we're having that experience with because you know you're you're saying you know what thinking about them what lessons they need to learn And even maybe holding yourself or looking for that answer through your higher self to get guidance on to intervene or not intervene. But it's also the other way around. They're there for you to learn something, too, right? So, because we're all learning something from each other, even if that is to hold to, to allow them to figure out who they are. I'm, you know, I I would say I'm not a mother, but I've raised my nieces and nephews because the father was absent. Excuse me. And, um, you know, I, I, a, that was a, such a beautiful experience to be able to be there. Um, and now that they're all grown, you know, to, to, to see who they become, but they've taught me so much, you know, mm-hmm. of of what it means to just be involved in a child's life who is so impressionable and, and now hearing them as adults and hearing things that I didn't even were, was not even aware that I would, I said back then, <laughs> you know, cause I was yep. so <laughs> young and, you know, it's like, and, you know, and I, I sit and I just talk with them and I'm like, Hey, you know, I was, I was, I was younger than you. You know, my, my, one of my nephews, he just had a baby and he's 23 and I was 18 when they were born, You know, not when they were born, but you know, um, when they were just three, five and, and, and eight. So it's like you have this complete shift in perspective of you then, <laughs> you know, with them, yeah. you're <laughs> reflecting back and learning from that. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> Some things I'm not proud of, of course, but you know I'm human. Why? <laughs> yeah. you know, no, I so mean when hard. you look.
0: Oh when yeah. You look you back,
1: when you look back and you see you right re- reflect on like the lessons you have learned. We all had to have failed or done something that made us feel like I need to be better, right? And it is that failure, that experience, that pushes us to want to be better, right? So it's like, you know, it, for parents, I know that. I have a lot of people that come in that their sole mission, purpose incentive of even coming there is to have a better relationship with their children. For example, you know, I had one lady, that was her main thing. She was drinking a lot and she, her child, her tea was getting on her and the relationship was just so broken because of her drinking. So her and her main intention was to be better, you know, to, to, you know, to, 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 find out why I'm doing this, the pattern, so that we can be better for the next generation, you know, to end the pattern. And her awareness of her repeating that pattern, you know, and even her children repeating the pattern, even as a teen, they're repeating some of the patterns and and wanting to be her best self for them, right? So that was the lesson that they needed to learn. Otherwise, maybe she wouldn't have came into my office because of her daughter. I don't know. Um but yeah, I think there's so much growth. Um I think that's like the biggest especially um growth in the relationships as as a parent or as a child. Like it's such an intimate relationship that it's hard to almost even step step from because we identified so much with them because they are they were here and now they're here, you know. They are they are a creation that that is a creative expression of us. It is part of us.
0: Right? And then You know, speaking of like the the parent and and child relationship, but if you didn't have that, uh, I don't like labeling things like the the meaningful, the healthy, you know, Mm -hmm. child relationship. You wind up attracting that same kind of relationship into a partner. Would you agree?
1: if there's focus on that label?
0: Well, okay. the thing about it is if you had an unhealthy, toxic relationship with your parents and mm-hmm. there was, you know, uh, verbal abuse and all that stuff between that dynamic relationship, mm-hmm. yeah, then you wind up attracting that same partner. Mm-hmm. Like, you wind up, I've heard this saying, You wind up marrying your mother or you wind up marrying your father. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a pattern. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think
1: that, um, you know, we're we're not consciously doing that. It is not uh, a conscious thought. It's like people that even begin to recognize that they will say and act a way that their parents acted to them it becomes very unconscious because it is the pro- programming and those are the beliefs that we're holding on to that almost the I guess the best way I could I could explain it is like you know it's 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 a vibration. It's an energy. It's so
0: a, yep an emotional energetic trauma that attracts exactly. because exactly. you're not you didn't release it and let exactly. it go. And exactly. like you were saying, like a computer hard drive, you got a virus. You got to clean all that shit out, yeah. so you can accept new energy, new vibration, and you can start with just changing your thought about something, letting go of. I've learned, like when a, a like a piece of my past comes up. I'll look at it I'm like, yeah, that didn't work out so good. And thank you. I let you go now because you do not belong in my future of where mm. I'm heading. Yeah, absolutely. So it's what you speak. And then when the thing comes up, I automatically know, oh, got to heal from that. Oh, what did you learn from that? Oh, that was mm-hmm. not a good experience. Okay. <laughs> Because nothing's really a, a failure to me. Now that I look at it, it was just an experience. Well, this worked out, but oh my God, when I did that, that didn't work out. <laughs> now I've even when you had good intentions of when you feel something really good and excited about something, you just take action. Well, just because you feel good about it and you want to take that action, Pause. Hold up. It's like, wow, this is a good sign. But you know what? I'm going to sleep on it. And if the next day when it comes at me again and I still feel good about it, then I take the action. Mm -hmm. And being intuitive, I had to discern that because when I would get those feelings, I'd automatically go in and then it wouldn't work out. I'm like, well, what the hell? Yeah, I I was getting that feeling. Hello, I did it. <laughs> but sometimes but then I learned it about divine timing. Mm-hmm. Yes, that yes. is that is a piece of the puzzle of where you're heading, just not right now. <laughs> yeah, right. And I was like, oh, I get it now. But my intuition was correct. It was just yes, I felt like I was going to do it, and I thought because my analytical mind it was like okay you gotta do it now because of a program when the feeling is good go with it don't miss out on an opportunity now i've learned i'm an emotional intuitive and yeah okay if i get the good feeling i'm just gonna hold sleep on it and i feel the same way then i'll go to the next day you know the next day i'll just take the next step mm-hmm So it's like we have our own, what is it? We all are all intuitive. And we have this like inner compass guidance. Like I would say a spark of God in us. That once you tap into it, it's like a GPS system. Now, just got to learn how to use it. Agreed. hundred percent. And that's,
1: that's the trust, right? We got to trust that we do have the answers and we do have guidance and, and how to learn how to tap into that by understanding it. Like, you know, people the,
0: know understand. thyself. That yeah. is a very good quote. And I think now I understand know thyself.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in, I like, I mean, I think we were briefly discussing it, like the Akashic records, and there's like there is like a common like messages that just you know that are said even in the biblical sense that are coming through. It's just how do we properly transcribe that, and and it's not easy. Inside. And that is that Inside. is exactly <laughs> that is what you Inside. just said. Was, you know, thyself, because there is
0: but. another good quote that stuck like. I've read it. I've read the Bible. But there was things that stuck out like a sore thumb to me. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, that doesn't make sense. Uh, but then one quote, I'm like, well, that makes sense. Do not go by doctrine alone, but be led by the Spirit.
1: Mm-hmm. I was
0: like... Well, that means don't go by this Bible alone, but being led by the Spirit. So what Spirit are we talking about? Because they didn't say Holy Spirit. It said Spirit. So what Spirit are we talking about now? <laughs> like, yeah, this right. is like, one of the conversations I've had. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I just, like, sometimes I just crack myself up with my thoughts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, all have, so, we all have
0: thoughts. Oh, we, oh, but I just love, and now I enjoy it. And it's like, I don't really care what anybody thinks. If I feel like having a conversation because I want the most intellectual conversation, I cannot think of anyone else better than the one inside of me.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's fun being able to sit with yourself and literally just have these dialogues and understand and watch and Oh, I do it too. <laughs> so I get I'm like, sometimes it comes out loud, but it's usually up there. I'm like, Oh, you know, oh, just being able to get to know myself.
0: Like, do okay. you have, I want to know if you do this too because my kids know I do it and now my partner knows that I do this. I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, <laughs> and then they, they'll look at me and go, are you talking to yourself now? And I was like, yeah, how did you know? <laughs> so like, oh, yeah. On one, your hand's moving, and two, your eyebrows are twitching <laughs> up and down and whatnot. And you have I'll do the, the hand movement,
1: movement when I'm, like, really in deep thought. I'm like, yeah. I, like, yeah. <laughs> I will do the hand movement unconsciously, especially when I, I'll read something, and I'll be, like, because I'm just, like, trying to understand, like, this, this. Like, I'm reading a pretty, you know – deep book that is pretty mind-bending and trying to understand. And I'm just like, all right, let's think about this a bit. Going back and forth with my
0: parts. Speaking of conversations, have you read the Conversations with God from Neil Donald Walsh?
1: No, no, I have to look that one up. Girl, you got to get the
0: audio book. Now I've read all three series and i got the fourth series but the fourth series is just on the back burner cuz i've been like there's something going on because i want to go read it but eh, my like nope not now you'll get there so i read the audio and i cannot get enough because this is a brilliant book again, with- conversations with god yep conversations with god and the narrators of god's voice With this thought, he's having a conversation. It goes from masculine to feminine.
1: Love it. I'll look it up. I love reading it. It,
0: it, It's so in-depth, and it helps you. Like, it gave me even more of a deeper understanding of this thing or it of God. And it just, it so resonates, and it's so more realistic and there's a lot of things like i'm like listening to the book and i'm like yeah i asked that same damn question too and i listen oh well that makes sense you know and then there's like parts where i'm like i freaking knew that i knew that how did i know that like i just know like i knew that (laughs) so I encourage you to read that because I think it'll help you not only for yourself, but to help you with your clients as well.
1: Absolutely. I we'll have to check it out. Oh, no. Sorry. I have this noise that just occurred in my background. <laughs> oh, that's
0: okay. Hey, this is real and raw. Um, ah. Do you have any, um, Do you have maybe a book? Do you have a workshop? How Mm -hmm. can people get a hold of you if they'd like to connect and maybe have a a therapy session with you? Um, You know, share with the audience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did just, not just, but I would say in summer of last year, published um, in an anthology called Medicine Woman. Um, It is... <laughs> it is um based it is like 20 doctors you know cuz i am a medical doctor so i i just talked about my journey through med school and dealing with the limiting beliefs and kind of connecting the dots <laughs> and and then transitioning of course to this what i do what i do now and kind of stepping away from traditional medicine so that's called medicine woman and um i i wrote a chapter in that so i'm happy to share that with your audience, if anybody wants that for free. Um, and then also, of course, my podcast, which um, just talks about techniques and uh, focused around the subconscious mind, healing from within. You know, um, my most recent one was just about judgment and how to navigate that when we judge ourselves, judge others. And yeah, absolutely. I do one-on-one, but remote, live. Um, but I also have a um, membership coming open in, on uh, Valentine's Day. So that Woo! is going to be a, um, an affordable, it's below $100 to give access to how to learn how to do self-hypnosis so people can help heal themselves. And um, that's what I have going on right now. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. And I
0: wish you the best of success and for the audience, all the links and everything to get a hold of Anne-Marie is in the description notes. So there you go. i got you. your back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. It was truly a pleasure, Anne-Marie. And I enjoyed our conversation and, you know, I... This is something that I just a thought came and I just felt something about it. And it's all about divine timing in all the synchronization of the universe, working things out of actually doing like a workshop.
1: Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So I look forward to keeping in contact with you and we got to have lunch or dinner one one day. We're local, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we're like
1: yes. I'm like, it's
0: awesome. in <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Casey.
0: <laughs> Thank you, and Marie. It was a, truly a pleasure.
1: Likewise, likewise. Look forward to have you on my podcast too. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. You let me know when. Yep. Thank you. Well, there you go. Oh my gosh, that was such a delight, and. She is truly amazing in knowing what she's here and, and to do in order to help you. So give it a try. you got nothing to lose but everything to gain. So check her out. Contact her. Let her know where you found her right here on Wake Up With KC. And you're never going to know who else I'm going to have on this show now starting my fourth season. So until then, stay tuned.